Hello and welcome to Jerry Anderson, Heroes and Villains. Stay on this channel. This is an emergency. Each episode, we'll choose at random a story from an Anderson show ranging from Fireball XL5 to Terrorhawks. I think this frequency should be put on priority monitoring. We'll then look at the hero and villain of the tale, discuss any behind the scenes, actor information, and I'm sure numerous tallies. Shadow control to all stations. We have a red alert. Repeat, condition is red. And at the end, crucially, we're going to vote for them. Stand by for action. Well, hello and welcome along as we start our second run on this here show, looking at these here programs. Um, I don't think we've actually said to the listener that uh, we're going to do what we do with our Doctor Who Adversaries show in that Ian and I are going to take it in turns, selecting stories. Yes. And, uh, yeah, you're kicking this second run off with Fireball XL5, and it's your choice. Yes, so I went with Trial by Robot. Um, for no other reason that I like, you know, you've done it before on the uh, on Doctor Who addresses where you look down either a, a, a list of photos or a list of titles and just, yeah, I don't know what this is, so I'll pick it. And uh, I look down, it's like Trial by Robot. It's going to have robots in, isn't it? It's not what I thought it would be, though. I imagine, my, my, when I read the title, I imagined it would be very much like the Future Armor episode. I thought, oh, they're going to end up being judged by Robert. And oh. he'll and he'll go let my, you know he'll be nice to them or something, but it wasn't anything like that. I had an image of uh, Judge Dredd, uh, call me Kenneth, with yeah. the robot wars. You know where there was an uprising of thousands of robots, and there was going to be a proper trial with a massive courtroom, people yeah. by all sorts of sundry robots. Not quite what Not we get. Not quite what we get. <laughs> Can you see any of these uh, any of these robots we see? Uh, in Mega City. No, I mean, Walter the Wobot, you know... He could, um, he could beat all of these with he, his arm he is, behind his back. He's up there with Robbie the Robot compared to yeah, this compared lot to that we're going to get. Yeah. This is interesting. I, I had a... I, I, I don't know if you, you're going to do behind the scenes or stuff like that, but I had a, a quick look at the making of this, and I didn't realise that a lot, almost all the props and characters and robots in this have appeared in other episodes as well. Um, right, because so yeah, this, this, this is late in the day. Filler, yes. Yeah, this is disc five on my DVD yeah. box set. Um, I, I must say, I haven't got any behind the scenes today because I've right. lost my booklet. You know that book that comes oh, with the DVD thing? Oh, the lovely thing? booklet. Oh, my God, I don't know so where nice. on earth it is. It's here somewhere, and I yeah. can't for the life of me find it. Because so, that's, that's like a, a magazine in its own right. I, yeah, yeah, and it's very in-depth, you know. It's, so oh, it's I hope you find bugger. it. Um, if I do find it, then in in later episodes of this show, yeah. um, uh, I'll backtrack and just come up with that, any information I find out. All right, it, uh, let's crack on. Let's go, shall yes. we? Rise to your feet, our great master comes. Oh, what happened? We were paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. What's all this about the Great Master? I am the Great Master, Colonel Zodiac. The guard is one of my subjects. Subjects? What's this all about, Amber? I have created a race of robots, Zodiac. Beautiful machines that do exactly as I tell them. You mean Planet A2 is inhabited by robots? This is Robotvia. The world of mechanical men, with me, 
the supreme leader. You're crazy. No, Steve. He must be sick. You will soon be released from the dungeon. For the Robotvia court sits in 30 minutes and you will all be standing there. Uh, first thing to notice, uh, you know, you asked last week, are these are the credits going to be this long every week? And I went, no, they can't be. They are. Bloody hell. And wow, I haven't warmed to them yeah. at all. God, they're Time, a slog Times to they have a change, haven't they? It's like, it's such a long one because it's, it's like, uh, come, come on, uh, uh, Steve, come on, Venus. And they, every shot of them going in, then a takeoff. And, yeah, super long. I wonder if that was a little bit of padding. It'll be interesting to see whether that's the same every week or whether when something's running a bit short, do they like, you know, oh, no pun intended, ramp it up. Mm. I, I did notice watching this that um, even though it's you know quite a few weeks or months since we last did Fireball XL5, there is stock footage and it's not just yes. the launch of Fireball XL5. Ah, no, no. I, yeah, there's quite a bit of stock footage. It's like I say, this is very much a... Um, uh, a filler episode they sort of run out of stuff to do because this weirdly this is they decided because it was running short they decided to put a teaser mm. in so this first scene is actually from later on in the episode and it may it makes no real sense here well again we've got to remember that this is a children's show yes you know so we're not looking at for anything really sophisticated not only in the puppetry but the storytelling yeah this um, is this is very much, and I think, from what I can remember from XL5 and Stingray to a certain extent, it's very much A to B storytelling, isn't it? There's no mm. subplots, there's no character, no one's got a character arc, there's never any character development in in these. Because you, again, you wanted them, um, at the end of the episode, you want it to be exactly the same as the start, because the, um, the ITV uh, stations would show them in any order, wouldn't they? Yes. There was, there was no real running order um but yeah we <coughs> we get a, a quick shot of our robots uh rum looking lot they are um, it's very brief yeah. this little scene yes, isn't it yeah. and and you know as you say it's been pinched from later on so it makes absolutely no sense what old professor himba's doing no. at that moment but we'll come back to that when we get to it all right yes yeah, so, we'll so come back to it i think again a little bit of filler that bit yeah um, so but so if we go off to Space City, um, yep. we have that beautiful, lovely, you know, high up shot looking down on the Be control beautiful tower. Beautiful shot, yeah. Compare that to how Terrorhawks. Yeah, take take note of the difference, even yes. though we're yeah. talking 20 years longer between the two. Um, lovely shot of space as well, just before it. Really nice shot from yeah. space. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I love this this sequence it's like let we got to set up the plot quick because these are only short little episodes we got to set up the plot quick and it, it's I, I was laughing out loud at this because they're um again with sort of fireball xl5 and the xl5 space patrol they're acting like policemen aren't they yeah and um yeah the 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 base commander um is his name zero 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 yes. yeah he he says um uh, Steve, we we want you to investigate the the disappearance of all these uh, top robots. The universe's <laughs> top robots uh, have have disappeared from four planets. Um, and and Steve looks like sort of oh um oh look here's a coincidence. The the well known robot expert Professor Himba visited each planet just before their top robot disappeared. Mm. I wonder if that's connected. 
What do you think? Well, this is months ago that the last one vanished. Yes. And they yeah. haven't looked into this. No, they haven't bothered. It's like, ah. Oh. But it just, just so happens yeah. that he's on Earth because he, he's going to give a lecture at yeah. Space can, City. Can you imagine, though, it's like the first robot goes missing and they call up uh, Space Patrol and go, uh, our robot's disappeared. Yeah, it's tough that. We're not investigating that. Second one. No, we're not investigating that. Third one. Not investigating that, mate. Nothing to do with us. Fourth one. Nah, can't be connected. Oh, suddenly. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll investigate this. Yeah, and I think it's because he's coming to Earth. They're, they're, they're um, pooing themselves, aren't they, that, that something will happen to Earth's greatest robot. Yes, we. I, I wasn't aware yeah. that Robert is yeah, no, no, I didn't. I, Earth's I mean, top robot. It's it's interesting. This the um, I know this is this is a long time ago, and you know things change. But the sheer mundaneness of of what they expected robotics could do. Yeah. Um, if Robert is Earth's best, and these other ones are the galaxy's best, they're not. Yes. They're not. They're not Terminators, are they? Well, you know, I mean, you. You say that, yes, but this is television. I mean, I said earlier, Robbie the Robot. You know, this is made after Ro- Robbie the Robot, which was a yeah. fantastic design, yes, beautifully yeah. executed. TV can't hope to cope no. with that. So I think design-wise, what they've gone with with Robert and the the jury that we're going to see, it, it, it's just classic 1950s oh, wind-up yeah. robots, isn't this it? Is, yeah, wind-up robots. This is the robots. Remember Robot Archie in yeah. one of the comics? Yeah. This is that sort of thing. I, lo- I mean, I love Robert. I, I think he's brilliant. Um, I'd also, I don't think it helps watching them in on high def, does it? Because the ro- you can tell the robots are made out of balsa wood. Oh, blimey. <laughs> yeah, don't paint them silver if you're not going to sand them down and fill them, guys. Um, and then we meet, uh, we meet our adversary, don't we, who is uh, Professor Himba. That is one ugly puppet. I have got what did I put? Barkingly mad sculpt. Yeah, uh, he's he's office. If this was a real life one, I could sort of see John Pertwee playing him. I've got two. I've written down here two. Yeah. Um, inspiration inspired by's number one, Kenneth Williams. Yes, he's got the nose. He's got the nose. He's got yeah. the cheekbones. He's also got the hair, and I've also got Pretorius from Bride of Frankenstein. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. It's that very. I mean, he is almost a physical representation of Willow the Wisp, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, that's an you know, even yeah. better one. Yes. But an ugly, ugly puppet. I don't know whether the puppet's been in it before. I imagine so. I really don't know. But, um, but you know, yeah. um, you know, I've said before when we started this show that I, I, I didn't want to feature Supercar because I, even now I find it very disturbing, yeah. these caricature faces. These oh, that's sculpts. interesting. Yeah. Do you think he was a Supercar? It puppet. could be. He, he might yeah. be a leftover. But, you know, this is, you know, an era when you did have grotesque puppets yep. on children's shows. You had grotesque people. You did. <laughs> um, and there he is. He's given his lecture. Yeah. Um, um, he speaks like Gollum, doesn't he? So weird. Such a weird character. He's an odd guy. He yeah. is an odd guy. Um, and that night he sneaks in. I don't know how he manages to get in, yeah. but he sneaks in to see Robert and immediately spots that Matt has put this alarm well, device. They, we get this scene, don't we, where they said we're, um, Steve talks to to Matt. And they're in, looks like a garden shed where Robert, and they're saying Robert is the master robot. 
So I don't know whether he can control all the other robots on Earth. Are there any other robots on Earth? Not sure. Um, but he goes, oh, we've got a plan. If someone does steal him, we're going we're gonna to hide this tracking device on him. But it's in a clear robot. How yeah, can you hide a tracking device in a clear body? It's just hilarious. So, yeah, him becomes in. He goes, oh, look, it's a tracking device. <laughs> I thought they were going to pull something clever, you know, and do a, a double switcheroo. So it's like, ah, we put two in. Um, but, but no, it turns out they can track uh, Robert anyway. Didn't need a tracking device. But literally, there's no security here. No. Himba just, you know, strolls in, reprograms uh, Robert, and uh, buggers off again. He buggers off in a very nifty spaceship. I like his. Yeah, spaceship. I do like that. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that it was a, you know, it, it looked really good. I put it's in my notes. Himba's ship is it? good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Then we get another, which is um, a reused scene, which is where uh, Fireball XO One. I love this. This is like in early oh, dread when you had lots of. Yeah, you get lots of judges in early dread, different judges, yeah. and you go like Judge Giant and that. It's great. It builds the world, and this is great because it's like it's XL1's turn to patrol. So, not only do we get another XL craft, which I love, um, this whole sequence of it being put on the rail, we learn how it how it goes on the rail by crane. By a crane, <laughs> yeah, doesn't doesn't look easy to launch these. But yeah, this was all uh, pad, you know, well, not padding, uh, um, stock footage that oh, had been it? done for another episode. Okay. Hmm. Uh, are you there? Yes, yes, still here. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Robert sets all the alarms off because he gets up and heads off for the launch rail. Yeah. And, and somehow gets aboard before anyone intercepts him. But well, he, yeah, he, get, he gets up and walks off and they detect that he's walking, so I don't know why they needed to put a tracker in him. Um, and, yeah, they said he's heading for XL1. No one tries to stop him. No. Um, he doesn't. He's not exactly running, is he? No. And, again, I thought, Perhaps naively, you know, thinking the storylines would be a bit more uh, in-depth than, than they are. I thought this was going to be at the end of it when he takes off. Steve turns around to Zero and says, um, our plan worked. He didn't suspect we wanted him to steal that ship. You know, something like that. Yeah, no. But no, it's, it's literally, he can walk from his shed, get onto XL5. XL1, what happened to the crew of XL1? Weren't they going yeah. on patrol? Yeah. Um, steals it. And then heads heads on a course of two nine five zero blue. Oh, you wrote that don't, down. I don't know what that. I thought that's a that's a nifty course heading. What does it mean? But I tell you what is nifty. We mentioned this the last time we were on XL five. In this show, it takes time Brilliant. to get yeah. places, and it takes three months. Three months, yeah, to get to Himba's planet. So Himba travelled presumably all by himself for three months. Yep. to do one lecture, to then go back for another three months well they in the in the the, the if you if you hadn't lost carelessly lost your dvd booklet uh it mentions that the, the storyline for this takes place over almost one year bloody hell it's like well this is amazing you, you wouldn't get that now um but yeah i love that it takes three months also that um they the radio has been jammed so they they can't call back but they don't bother telling Space City, where they're heading. Hmm. Um, because after three months, I wonder what they did in that three months. A lot of uh, Monopoly, I'm thinking. Um, they can't contact Earth, um, so Earth doesn't know where they are. So wouldn't wouldn't you have, like, before you were getting jammed, wouldn't you have said, oh, look, he's heading here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do like that touch, that it's, it's three months. But that, yeah, they, they find this planet, 
Um, and uh, XL Junior follows XL1 down. And then we get a nifty little robot tank. Yeah, in I it like trundles. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, very toy-like. Uh, very easily destroyed by uh, the uh, jet skis. Yeah, yeah, they're on their little jet bikes and they yeah. blow a robot tank up. And uh, yeah, but then they are knocked out, the three of them, yes. aren't they? Yeah, they, they make the mistake of, uh, of not having rear view mirrors on their uh, Vespers. So the, another tank comes out, and this is a tank that's it's a paralyzer tank. Yeah, I thought so, we, I, I haven't yeah. I haven't uh, told you this, but I thought we, we should vote on a vehicle oh, right, this time. Yeah. So we'll, okay. it'll be the paralyzer tank, all right? Right, cool. Um, um, but yeah, Pat paralyzes them, and then uh, they wake up uh, in the uh, the titular uh, trial of robots. Yes, and in comes the great master. Yes. Who is him, um, but in a duffel coat, by the looks of yeah, it. Yeah, lovely, lovely little scale duffel coat. That that's very sixties, isn't it? Mm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get, uh, you wouldn't get modern space shows having people in duffel coats because it's love this my is great. coat. But most kids watching would have had a duffel coat. Yeah, I used they to. Can, they could and reenact I love my it. One, yeah. like, I've still got one with these old toggle bu- uh, buttons. You know. You still wow. Well, I, I love my duffel years, coat. Hmm. But he's he is he is barking mad. This bloke. He's yes. created a race of robots to do his bidding, called Rob- Robot Via. Yeah, which is really hard to say. Yeah, Robot Via. They can't they can't say it very well on this program, and they invented it. Um, but yeah, he's he's decided he wants to create a robot utopia. On we this, never see on any planet A two. No, we never see any of it, and he only appears to have three robots. Well, I so, think it's two robots, multiple versions, because you've got that flat-faced one that's the guard at the cell, and then you've got the judge, who's a bit more uh, complex in design. Yeah. But that seems to be the only two designs. Yeah, the the judge robot, that's the guy with the spring on his head. Yeah. He's also uh, the, one jury of the jury robot number <laughs> two, which that seems like a conflict of interests. Um, but he has got a few different uh, lights on his chest, so I, I, I presume he's meant to be different. Um, yeah, the prosecutor robot, uh, there's a jury robot, uh, I think three, which is obviously the prosecutor robot. But then there is a third robot who's got the same sort of styled head as uh, the oh, other jury robot, one. but he's got a different shaped mouth, different eyes, uh, his eyes light up. Are these uh, the four robots from the other planets? Yeah, I presume so, yeah. I think he's got them. But I don't know what he's... What This is a really... I mean, he, even Steve says at one point that Professor Himber is absolutely mad. Because he's going around planets one at a time to get the population for his robot utopia. But he's immediately programmed them to be judge and jury. Oh, I thought he was making them. So he's populating his ro- robot yeah, population by stolen. stealing them. Yeah. That explains why he wants Matt and Steve to fix the prosecutor. Because yeah, he can't do it. Yeah, I don't do think it. he can. Because he's, he's, doesn't he say that like uh, when, he, when he's looking at Robbie in the shed, uh, or Robert in the shed, he, he says uh, he wishes he could uh, do the work that Matt does. Oh, right. I think he's just, he's just literally a nut job. What um, I, I like about this nut job is that Venus, throughout this, <laughs> yeah. you know, says we've got to help him. He's sick. Yeah. He's not just dis- dismissed as a nut job, is he? No, no. There's definitely a, a slight sort of um, uh, 
awareness. Yeah, she's she's like he's he's obviously mentally deranged. We got to help him. And then Steve's like uh, he's as crazy as a toot. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> a toot is and why it's crazy, but yeah, Steve's not sympathetic. He just wants to punch him one, doesn't he? Yeah. I can, can I just mention some set dressing that I noticed in this. Yeah. The uh, the judge when he sat there on his podium in front of on the front of that podium, you've got two ornate handles for drawers, yes. draw handles. A lot of cooker dials in this one. Yeah, well. and uh, did, cooker dial. Yeah, did you notice behind Himba where and his little control room? There's two 35 millimeter film film bobbins. Oh, I didn't notice. Oh, yeah, you know the small it. ones that trailers yes, used yeah. to come in, not the large ones that a real film would be on. But when trailers and adverts yeah, came, they it. came with that those like one inch film bobbins. There's two of them stuck on the oh, wall. Right. Which yeah. they would have had kicking about, wouldn't they? They would have had millions of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do say that, uh, uh, like these are the best. These are the best robots in the galaxy. These four that he's stolen. It doesn't bode well, does it? That well, everyone. well, yeah. You know, Himba starts ranting. Yeah, and and the prosecutor blows a fuse. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "My beautiful." Beautiful robots, yeah. my precious. Yes. Um, <laughs> do, does v, did we ever work out before? But when they're introduced, Venus is just called Venus. Yes. Does she have a second name? Do is is, is there any documentation that she's got a second name in the program? Is it the alcoholic? Because she it could looks be, pissed yeah. all the time she with does, that little yeah. smile on her face. Wouldn't you? You've just spent three months with, <laughs> with Steve, Steve Zodiac. Zodiac. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna be. He's, yeah, he's gonna be trying it on all the time. Yes. Oh dear. Poor Venus. Um, no, you're right. I mean, yeah, it, it must be that because they are sentenced to life imprisonment in the workshop. They've yes. got to fix the robots for Himba. Yeah. It's not much of a trial because. Himba says, or Steve says, that Himba's controlling the robots from his control panel. So it's not really fair trial, is it? No. He's no. controlling the prosecutor and the defence robot. They all got the same voice as well. Although different people, it's not Jerry, is it, doing it? You can tell the difference there, but yeah. the same uh, vocoder or voice yes, modulator yeah, that they're yeah. using. Um, I like the way, you know, they're taken to the workshop and immediately Robert comes in with a, a, a tray of sandwiches yes. for them. Where is this food coming from? It, I it don't seems know, a pretty barren planet, doesn't it? I, I also love that uh, Himba's like he's got a he's got a prison workshop marked up as prison or prisoners' workshop. <laughs> How many prisoners is he planning on? What is going or through has this he had guy's so head? Far? And he's gone. I've nicked Earth's best robot. What shall I get to do? Make some sandwiches. <laughs> I don't. Know, yeah, he doesn't seem. Uh, it doesn't seem clever enough. Why don't they just overpower Himba? He stands next to him. Yeah, they wait he till he goes, yeah. and they overpower Robert, don't they? Yeah. Steve nobles Robert, so Matt can fix him. Yeah, he hits him uh, on the back, and that just knocks him. I don't know. Can you knock out uh, with hammers? Can you knock out a robot? This one you can. Yeah. So, yeah, he's reprogrammed. They get him back in control. He knocks out yeah. the guard, who is then fixed and reprogrammed. And, and reprime. That's the yeah. prosecutor they that they yes, fixed, yeah. don't they? Yeah, the prosecutor robot. He, uh, I love this control panel to control the robots. It's got like a dial and two switches on. And it, and I was thinking back and thinking, do you remember way back when when the first remote TVs and that came out and it was just one clicker, yeah, one big clicker. And I thought, I wonder if they had just come out or something. Because you have got a little box with dial, yeah. dial and two buttons, but you see Matt with a hammer is hammering it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some oh, careful dear. precision electronics going on there. 
it, it was Emma. Um, yeah. So the prosecutor sent off. Oh, Himber's really happy to see he's back. He's been fixed, but he immediately nobbles the machines, which catch fire. I'm, I'm just sat there thinking, you've got a puppet there. Yeah. Inches away from a real flame. This yeah. Is, this but is there's not people good. above that. That's no, what I mean. Puppeteers <laughs> literally a couple of feet above that set, and there's there's live flames. I couldn't believe it. I love it as well that the prosecutor droid just kicks the controls and they explode. <laughs> It's like get some get some fuses, mate. This is what happens when you do your electronics with a hammer. Um, uh, Steve and Co. They use the tank that they fixed yes. to blast their way in, but in comes the paralyzer tank. Yes, um, with its three barrels, its nifty three barrels, um, which is then blown up by the robot tank, which is also blown up at the same time. Yeah, there's a quite a massive explosion. I, I'm surprised that the that Steve and that were just through that hole in the wall weren't injured. Mm. So that's the tanks blown up and Himba breaks down. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it. I guess they take him back to earth for treatment. Um, yeah, they must do. I mean, we don't, we don't get to see anything, do we? Of, um, nope. That's uh, just the end. Happens. Yeah. So, you know, you get some silly last line from, um, um, Robert. Yeah, um, well, he's, they, they, he gets to say his catchphrase, doesn't he? Because they say, you know, what, what should we do on our way home? It's not much of a catchphrase, really, no, is it? No. Um, and that's the end of the them. story. And I think this is the first time ever while we've been doing this show. No dodgy tally. No. And no Pure death clean tally. fun. Yeah, nobody this. died. No, yeah. And nothing dodgy at all. I wonder if we, perhaps we should have a separate. So every time we get an episode with nothing in, we give that series a plus one. All right. We've got a, a yeah, nothing a new, tally. Yeah. A clean, clean as a whistle tally. Right. I mean, you you sort of expect it, don't you? But when you hit Thunderbirds, yeah, that'd be... That'd be Let's dodgy. see. All right. Yeah. Trial by Robot is the very first in this new yeah. list. Yes. Clean. Clean right. episode. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. It was like, oh, it's over. But... What a, what a thoroughly enjoyable little 20 minutes of nonsense. Strange little bit of nonsense. Yeah. I would yes. love this as a kid. This is like a step up from... This is like a, a, a feature film version of Clangers, isn't it? This is this would have been right up my alley. I love robots and stuff. And I think, yeah, if you sat a four or five-year-old down... Oh, love it. I think they would enjoy it still. They well, we've got a mental anything. age of, sort of four or five, haven't we? So yeah. We yeah. enjoyed it. Can you imagine, though, I bet as a kid, you'd have probably... Cause Unlike now, when when kids in the sixties and when we were growing up um, in the thirties, we uh, you had you had to you had, everyone had access to like balsa wood and knives and you'd whittle stuff. Um, so I can imagine kids looking at this and going, oh, "I'm, I'm going to make a robot." Yeah, It'd be, yeah, easy little job, nice little design to follow. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was a nifty little story, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, right, so Professor Himber then, voiced by the mighty David Graham. Yes. The legendary yeah. David Graham. Legendary. Who, I'm stunned, is still around. He is, <laughs> and still sharp as a tack. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm born in 1925 in Hackney. Wow. In London. Um, one of the earliest Dalek voices, wasn't he? Yes, that's true, yeah, he was... Um... 
I don't think he was on. Was he on the Daleks or did he come in on Dalek Invasion? No, I think it's Dalek Invasion. Dalek Invasion, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly someone that uh, you know that that has a long pedigree of sterling work. Boy, does he! I mean, on this show, we don't do genre tallies, which yeah. I'm quite glad about. Well, this but, would be mad, yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, um, genre things that are nothing to do with our usual tallies with David. Uh, yeah. He was one of the earliest Dalek voices. He was also in Time Slip. He was in Ace of Wands. He was in The Tomorrow People. And he was a voice in Supergirl. I'm not sure what oh, right, voice oh. he was in Supergirl. Um, but if we turn over to our two tallies, which we do, the ITC tally and the Anderson tally. ITC tally is four, all right? Yeah. He, he was in the Avengers once, he was in the Saint twice, and he was in Danger Man once, right? But I think we've got our champ. Forget about Shane Rimmer. I think our Anderson tally champ is David uh-huh. Graham. He has an Anderson tally of 194 Wow! separate them episodes. <laughs> not, not the episode <laughs> names, but here we go. He okay. was in Four Feather Falls 39 times. Supercar 39 times, Fireball XL5 39 times. Was there? I wonder if there was 39 episodes of each of these series. Really, was in every one. Did, didn't we say when we were talking about um, Blake Seven or something that they they commissioned them in 13 episode blocks, didn't yeah. they? Um, because so they were broken up through sense. the year. Yeah. So so yeah, but for some reason, Supercar 40 times. For some oh. reason, Supercar had 40 episodes. Um, and then Thunderbirds 32 times. Then after that, we've got Thunderbirds a go, of course, and yep. then Thunderbirds. Oh, that's interesting. Six. I've, just, I've just Googled um, Supercar. There were only 39 episodes. Oh, that's a mistake then. I don't yeah. know. Why... Or he was so enthusiastic, he appeared twice in one episode. <laughs> well, IMDb has it as 40 times oh, right. on Supercar. All right. uh, then the Secret Service yep. two times. And then he went away from Jerry Anderson. I, I'm, I'm guessing he was a voice artist and, you know, come UFO and Space 1999, where do we put um, this guy who's yeah. getting on a bit? Yeah, it's difficult. I suppose once you get into live action. Um, although, he, I mean, he appeared in Doctor Who in 1979, didn't he? And, uh, as mm. Professor Kerensky or Kerensky. That's or true. In City of Death. But, yeah, I suppose... He would I have been like a Victor Bergman yeah. type, wouldn't he? Yeah, and it also might be that he didn't he didn't want to appear that much in front of the camera. Perhaps he was happy with voice work and went off to do voice work elsewhere. I think so. I mean, he comes yeah. back to Jerry Anderson for Space Precinct. Yeah, um, only once though, and it was uncredited. So, oh, yeah. but and here's the thing, right? That that makes 194 or 193. Yeah. Um, do we include, right? The recent Thunderbirds Are Go animated show. Oh wow! Was because that was that? That's ITC. not a Jerry. It's no, it's not ITC, and it's not strictly Jerry Anderson, is it? No, no. Um, because he's in that. He's the voice of Parker in that. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I think we probably can't include it. No. Otherwise All right. We might have to start watching it. No, I don't want to do that. No. All right. 
Well, he was in that 40 times. Wow. All right. So it's 194 <coughs> or 190. He's going to be hard to beat, isn't he? I don't think anyone's going to beat him. I know Shane's in a lot, but not that consistently. Uh, all right. So, Professor Himba, we yes. have to vote on him. Yeah. He's First as, of all, uh, he's men- <laughs> mad as a hat. The look of him. Yeah. Right. I um. I quite like the look of it. He's, he, he is really ugly. I think you might be right. Because if you, if you look at him compared to the other puppets in XL5, which presumably, I mean, they were made for XL5, it's a totally different sculpting style. So I wonder mm. if he was a he supercar a head left over. But he, he is really ugly. Not at all um, realistic. I can't see him uh, but, as a family man, can you? No, no, he's a I bit can't. loner, this guy. Yeah, I imagine, <laughs> I imagine he is, uh, he is your archetypal uh, loner, stroke serial killer type. I can't, I can't imagine him. Yeah, having many friends. No, he feels he's got to have robot friends. Um, perhaps that's why. Perhaps because he is so ugly. Yeah, uh, he likes the robots. You know, because he's finally, finally the best-looking person on the planet. Yeah. Um, I quite like his design. I think he's he's very, very memorable. Um, shame he didn't appear again. Um, they could have brought him back in one of the later shows. How do you know he I doesn't, guess. though? Oh, I suppose he might. Yeah. Well, this is about three episodes before the end of the series, so. Oh, okay. He, I, he's leaving. He's cutting it fine if he's yeah, going to yeah, come yeah. back. Um, so design-wise, I'm going to give him. He's not realistic at all, but I did like him. I'm going to give him a six. That's what I've given him. Yeah. Okay. And how effective is this? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was waiting for some sort of motivation or, you know, um, I was once wronged by a robot or <laughs> something like that. No, he's just off his trolley. Um, I His motivation is strange. He's not very threatening. I don't know why Steve doesn't just kick him in the ghoulies and run off. He looks really old and frail. I can see what you mean by yeah. Ernest Thesinger could play him, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a, a five for effectiveness. And that's what I gave him as well. Oh well, there we go. Yeah. All right. So that's five point five. All right. I think that's fair for him. So in a caravan, all by himself. Oh, what a surprise! Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't blame anyone not wanting to be in a caravan with him. I did think. I wondered if the name Himba meant something because it's an unusual name, isn't it? Hmm. And I thought, I wonder if that's based on someone. But I couldn't find anything about it online. So I'd okay. say just by this point, they'd literally run out of decent names. Yeah. Well, he's in a caravan by himself at 5.5. At caravan number five, the nearest neighbour is John Tracy, all oh, by right. himself as well. John's not going to put up with uh, no. nonsense from him, is he? No. All right, let, let, let's vote on this uh, paralysing tank. Yes. Uh, I, I thought that both tanks were quite cute. Very, yeah. very, um, very, very of their time. But I could imagine perhaps Anderson with a, an eye to the the toy market thinking, yeah, we could do little clockwork versions of this. Oh, I'm presuming be. it was based on some sort of clockwork. Yeah, or... it, it'll be a toy tank just with yeah. extra bits added on. But um, yeah, I... I I thought it was okay. I quite quite liked it. Um, what do we score this in? I can't remember. In it's just a straight out of 10. Out of 10. Yeah. It's very basic. I'm going to give it a 5. A run, 
Midland Road Five. Snap! All three, all oh, three votes what? today. Um, yeah, you've said what I, I was going to say. All right, that's the lowest then uh, so yeah. far. Um, the nearest above it is uh, at six point two five. The TX two hundred four target carrying aircraft from Thunderbirds. Oh right, yes. All right. Um, you enjoyed it, but would you put yeah. it in your top ten? No, it's so slight. Mm. So slight. Like I say, I I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Um, in about a month's time, I won't remember anything about it other than Himba was a, an ugly fella. It's, um, it, yeah. it, it's slight and odd, isn't yes, it? Yes, very odd. Yeah. I wonder how many more XL5s we'll find odd compared to sort of normal storytelling now. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, that is a good word for it. Odd. An odd little tale, but thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. 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 So thanks There's worse ways that. to spend 22 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, all right. Well, that's us done. So we move on to Stingray. Yes, and your what choice. You, yeah, and what you said at the top of the show, I did exactly the same thing. Yep. I looked down the episode listings of Stingray because I can't remember ever watching any of them um, to to find one that might go. I might go. Oh, that 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 that, yep. that that might be interesting. And the one I've chosen is because the title of it. I think by choosing this, we are going to go into dodgy territory particularly um tropes oh is maybe. it uh, the Loch Ness man how did you guess that oh because i know how uh, dodgy the scottishness is in it right because i'm thinking right yeah. something called Loch Ness monster we're going to have kilts we're going to have sporans we're going to yeah. have bagpipe music and we're going to have outrageous scottish accents i'm sure I, I th- i'm sure we have yes i remember watching that one on channel four um yeah, I, I got a feeling because it, it's set in. I think, I think it's meant to be Urquhart Castle, but it's just a castle by Loch Ness, and there's lots of bagpipes and kilts and yeah. So I'm looking forward to oh, this. Good. Um, yeah, I, I like that. That, that. that was um, we're not just joking. That was going to be my early choice as well. Oh, was for it when I choose a stingray? Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Because I think yeah we're going to get some. Uh, um, some dodgy yes. numbers out of that, and also I, I'm 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 looking forward to finding out what their version of the Loch Ness monster looks like. Yes, as well. Yeah, so, I think I, yeah, I, I remember it being enjoyable. So hopefully it will be. Okay, well, in in two weeks we're going to be back with that. All right, excellent, good stuff. Okay, thanks, Ian. Thanks, no listener, problem. and see you then. Then we'll be thanks, at the Ian. bank at the banks of Loch Ness. Ah, uh, Bunny Scotland. Okay. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you then. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.